0: From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey, this is Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling for Draft Night, April 25th, 2019. The NFL Draft is just two and a half hours away as we record this at 6 a.m. 6 6 p.m. Eastern Time. So we're going to have some fun with this. Um, And basically say what a what Danny Flecker is going to join us in a second thinks will be the first round um and or or, or first ten picks I should say and then we're gonna have some fun with some of the crazier theories we've heard uh, uh bandied about first of all hello and uh good evening
1: hello how are you doing
0: I'm fine have you seen any of the footage from today so far like on tv yeah I have not, no. It is wild. This stage is in... This stage, and you know this having just been there, it's on Broadway. Broadway is packed with people. And the college game day that's going on right now on ESPN looks like a legitimate college game day. And
1: It's a good spot. It's a good place to have some fun. It's... uh... Great city. It's got a lot of good spots. Broadway is its main attraction, but it's not a bad place to host the NFL draft. I think it's probably going to go down as, like, for fans at least, like one of the best drafts to attend because you you walk right down Broadway, you hit up any bar that you want, um, have a little fun, and, and you know help your team do something good.
0: Um. Reese Davis came on and started game day by saying this feels more like Pullman, Washington uh, than it does in NFL City. That It's just wild right now. So when you go home, I think you'll be impressed, especially having been there as recently as you have. All right. Um, how do you see the number one pick playing out? You think it's Kyler Murray like everybody else does? I think it has to be at this point. There's
1: been a lot of smoke around that pick. I think unless they get blown away with an offer, I can't see them passing him up. I know that there's some good defensive players there at the top of the draft, but you have an offensive-minded of coach, new new coaching staff. Um, the best way to like reinvigorate, I think, that franchise would be to take Kyler Murray. Now, if they don't, it's a question of, you know, do you think that Bosa or Quinn Williams are franchise-building blocks on the defensive side of the ball? They seem to be. But everything since basically December with Kyler Murray rocking up the draft boards, his commitment to play football, Cliff Kingsbury's hiring, his history with this individual prospect dating back to the time of Texas Tech and recruiting him out of high school. I think it's going to be very, I think, shocking if they don't take him. It just seems like the, the starts of a line for this to be the
0: destination for him. When you look at um, this whole situation now, because this opens up a whole, obviously, as we've talked about for weeks, a whole series of events. You look at the Giants right now, and everybody talks about the Giants who are at six. They have two first-round picks, six and 17. In his last mock draft, Todd McShay has Devin White, the linebacker, going to the Giants at six. And then, at quarterback, Drew Locke, um, from Missouri, going in that 17th pick, do you think the Giants make a run at Josh Rosen?
1: Yeah, you know, I've been reading a lot of the stuff today, and it seems like Arizona wants to wake up tomorrow to draft to, to trade him. If they do trade him, I think a lot of that has to do is that they want to see how the draft board falls out and see you know which pick might be more valuable to them, whether it's a second round pick or a third round pick, whatever it might be. Uh, but if you're the Giants and you're picking the key pick I think for them is number 17. Are you going to use that pick to trade up and get additional uh, help, you know, whether it be a quarterback or a top defensive player if you go quarterback number 6 or are you going to sit back and say, you know what, we're going to let the draft unfold, take the best players that we have on our draft board and then come tomorrow if we don't like what we see in round 2 pull the trigger and, and maybe trade for Rosen. It's a unique perspective to take. If it were me, I would have made this trade to Arizona a long time ago. I'd be still on the phone with them, trying to trade for for Rosen today. I think again, I'm looking at this from 10,000 feet. But you've committed to Eli Manning for this year. Regardless of who you take at quarterback, they're going to sit this year. If you want to be in an opportunity to say, hey. You know, we think we can compete. We think we have the pieces, and we want to compete next year and, and the year after that. Then you make the trade for Rosen. I know that he has just as much question as possibly every single quarterback now. Uh, but you gotta go one of two ways. You either gotta go all in, I think, if you're them, or you gotta stink and hope that you get a top three pick next year and have a shot at. A guy like Jake Fromm or Chua, you know, my preference would be Jake Fromm right now. But I'm still making that trade, and I'm still making those calls for Rosen because I think, I think the best possible course that they can take as a franchise is draft two impact players today, build around Eli Manning for what he, whatever he's left for this year, and then set up the opportunity for a guy like Rosen to come in next year with the team has had the opportunity to be in that system for another year, and next year you're talking about the Giants, not at the laughing stock, but maybe potentially a playoff team uh, with the draft picks and the assets that they have and the cap space they could have with Eli coming off the books, burning his contract out, OEL's dead money out, all that stuff like that. If you go the other way, then you're looking at another two or three years of them still being in a situation where they're drafting in the top ten, I think.
0: All right, so... Number one, Kyler Murray. Now just go down this list and, and see how you see it playing out. Next up is San Francisco.
1: So there's been a lot of buzz going around today. That the, the Oakland Raiders might try to trade up for that pick, and, and it would be very Oakland to do that. Um, I think San Francisco stays pat. I think that there are reports today, too, that they might try to trade Solomon Thomas. or Not Solomon Thomas, DeForest Bruckner uh, because of Bosa. I think they take Bosa, they they pair him with D Ford. You have that defense round out a little bit there, and you start to get ready for next year with with knowing that you have possibly two really good edge rushers on that team. So I think they go with Bosa at, at, at number
0: two. The Jets are number three. I've been advocating for weeks for the Jets to trade out of this pick. There's enough defensive players and enough defensive stars that they can get um a a ton of 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 um of of tonnage for this pick which is going to be very important the Jets don't have a second round pick at the moment um it seems like they're going to stay pat in recent days I would then go and Williams I think he's the next best guy I've heard Ed Oliver I've heard uh Josh Allen um I if it's not a trade I want Williams what's your thoughts I think they're trading that pick, and the players to look out
1: for. I mean, the players as far as teams to look out for for that pick are Buffalo and I think Washington. I think those are the two teams that potentially try to get up there. Buffalo seems to be enamored with Williams. I think they. I think at the end of the day, if the Jets are smart, they will trade that pick and they will not trade it to Buffalo. They don't want to trade it to a divisional no. opponent. Um, you know, facing that guy that they're potentially going to take at number three. Twice a year for the next, you know, five to
0: ten years. I think that they trade that pick to Washington, and Washington moves up to take Haskins. All right, so um, that then puts the Jets all the way back at, at um, and and the Redskins have have consistently been named the team uh, that might move back and watch out for. Do you believe there's enough strong defensive or offensive lineman talent back at fifteen? for the Jets to be okay.
1: It all depends on how they value the players that are coming out there and what's going to happen. I think that there's going to be a lot more trades than people think tonight. I think the Jets are, are candidates. I think Denver is a candidate to trade out. I think the Giants, even too, could possibly trade out if the board doesn't fall the way that they want. I think Tampa is another team that could trade out, and the teams that I just mentioned. Uh, the, uh, the Bills could be looking to move up. Washington could be looking to move up. Don't be surprised, too, to maybe see if Cincinnati tries to move up to, to get a quarterback, uh, you know, in, in this draft. So I think after the Jets, you know, if Washington does move, you know, make the move that I think that they might make, that puts, what, Oakland number four, and they're a, a wild car. I have no idea what direction they're going to go. I think, uh, you know, Gruden and Mayock sending the scouts home obviously shows that they have a different plan than maybe the scouts have had. I think that. Oakland could go
0: a number of different ways here, but I would not be surprised if they take uh, Devin White at number four. So it's uh, it's really interesting. By the way, as you were giving that answer, I was looking this up. Uh, 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 Rich Samini, um, who works for ESPN, uh, believes that uh, some GMs have told him, uh, uh, Jets beat reporter, that um, that. Uh, one team is already under the impression that they have a deal worked out with a, with another team if Quinn and Williams is available at three, um, and then they think that would be a Buffalo. These these opposing, these other teams believe that then the Jets would go to nine and get the edge rusher or lineman um, via that trade down. But I, I'm with you. I would not do it inside the division, but we'll see how it shakes that way. Um uh, and Devin White is the linebacker uh, from Louisiana. Next up is the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
1: So I think Tampa Bay would go with Josh Allen if he's there at number five if they don't trade that pick. And, you know, an edge rusher, uh, somebody that, that fits what they need, and that's pass rush. And uh, I think, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, they seem to be pretty okay. Uh, I think that they can build off of what they have on offense with a new coaching staff in there. But I think when you have an opportunity to draft the top edge of Russia, you, you got to do so. And I think that's who uh, the, the Bucks would go with at number five. All
0: right, so now that brings us to the uh, Giants at six.
1: So again, they, they can go a bunch of different ways. I'm going under the impression of what, uh, what, of the information I have
0: available to me right now. And I think at number six, they take through luck. Uh, that would be high for a Missouri quarterback, but um, but uh, it, it, it's going to be fascinating to see how this works out. It's going to be really, really fascinating. By the way, Adam Schefter tweeted 20 minutes ago, after months of buildup, think we've finally have been able to pin down who's going number one overall in the draft. Pause. Zion Williamson. <laughs> so Adam Schefter having some fun with the folks out there. Um and by the way the report that espn cannot report that the 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 number one pick is completely false they have they cannot tip draft picks after number one they can report who is number one so uh that's the that's the deal there all right um that brings us down to jacksonville at number seven
1: jacksonville i think at number seven you know they have a good defense i think they'll probably take the top offensive tackle that's available um, I think that's a Jonah Williams guy from Alabama, but don't be surprised to maybe see them take a shot at, uh, that kid from Iowa, TJ Hawkinson, that tight end yep. that's been rising up the draft boards for a while now. He could provide some, uh, opportunity there to expand that offense a little bit, you know, diversify, get away from just run, 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 run. Uh, versatile playmaker, and I think if he's at their number seven in your Jacksonville, you look at the team that you have right now. And if you can get some sort of diversity on your offensive team, you could get back into the playoffs. So I think if if they're if they're not going offensive lineman, I think they'll go with that uh, TJ Hawkinson uh, kid from Iowa.
0: Especially since Nick Foles is a quarterback that will be efficient, can move the ball down the field. We saw that in the Super Bowl. Detroit is at number eight.
1: So if, you know TJ Hawkinson falls there. I think that's where. it's, where he's going is to Detroit. Um, other than that, I, I think you can flip-flop the two picks. You know, if Jacksonville goes offensive, Detroit will go to the tight end, and, and vice versa. If they, Jacksonville goes to the tight end, uh, Detroit could go with um, the offensive lineman. So I, I think put one or two, put those two guys in either of those spots, I think that's potentially what happens there.
0: Um, All right, so now that brings us, and uh, Brian Burns, the linebacker, is who Todd McShay thinks is going number eight. Now we go to Buffalo. Now, Buffalo may not own this pick by the time they get to there. Um, If they do, Todd McShay says, Jawan Taylor, the offensive tackle from Florida, uh, uh, needing to protect the other Josh Allen. That would be quarterback Josh Allen, not the defensive player. Um, But if Buffalo holds on to this pick, uh, where do you see this going?
1: I could see that offensive lineman being a pick. I could also see that um, defensive line. I could see Devin Bush being a potential pick there for them. I could see Ed Oliver at number nine. I could see um, Montez Sweet at number nine. So, again, if Buffalo is so enamored with a defensive player, my my gut is telling me even if they're number nine, they're going to take the best available defensive guy that's there. So, um, Montez Sweet, who's had some issues apparently with like some of his testing that's come through. Yeah, it's hard. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, Ed Oliver at number nine would be a pretty pretty good pick for them. You know, they did trade away like Marcel Darius the last couple of years, and um, we, we've seen that team has been able to do a lot on the defensive side of the ball, and you get another premier guy who the year before – the last two years, of the projected number one overall pick in this class. So, if Ed Oliver Oliver's at number ten, he could be. I mean, the number nine, he could be an option for
0: them there. Um, Michael Silver is reporting uh, from the NFL Network that the uh, Cardinals have had discussions with the agents for all three top people on their draft board: Murray, Bosa, and Williams. So that's just the Cardinals trying to have some fun um, with us and Dave Gettleman told Kimberly Jones we want to come out of the first round that's the uh, 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 Giants general manager um, with two legitimate starters who can step in and help us win now what about quarterback, Kim asked, who would sit no, he wouldn't start right away but it's the position um, the worst place you can be is quarterback hell yeah, so. I
1: think he's just an
0: idiot <laughs> done some I weird things
1: I think that's the same thing he
0: said last year. Yeah, he's done some weird things. Uh, Denver, uh, Danny, is the 10th team. Uh, Is in the 10th spot. They may not own that pick when it gets to them. But if they do own it, where do you think they're going?
1: So they can use a lot of offensive line help they've had an offensive line that's been kind of in shambles the last couple of years you know, they've had an offense in shambles. Nice for them too but i don't see any receiver warranting a, a top 10 pick here so offensive line is the direction i think they go in their defense is pretty good again um new coaching staff out there vic Fangio will probably get a lot of the people that are on that roster right now so you want to focus on the side of the ball that you have been struggling at for a lot, and I think an you know, offensive lineman is a go for them. Whether it's that Jawan Taylor kid, Jonah Williams, uh, you know, there's a, I think another guy from Michigan State. I want to say I can't remember all these guys' names off the top of my head, but you know, I think offensive line is where they're going to go and try to solidify that Flacco and uh, that that running game
0: that they have there. All right, now it's time. So we've gone through the ten here. Now it's time for. The craziest idea or thing you've read that probably won't come true tonight, tomorrow, or Saturday. Do you have anything?
1: I just pray to God that all this stuff that I'm hearing about Daniel Jones is just a bunch of smoke screening because I don't know what people are seeing in him. I don't know if maybe I, I've lost touch with what I see when I watch football, but to hear him possibly going... Number, from number six all the way to number 17, I just don't see it. And I understand the position of quarterback is extremely difficult to play in the NFL. I understand it's the most valuable position of your on your team. But when you enter a draft, you have to legitimately go to yourself. Do we want to be in a situation where every year we're talking about the same position? Or do we want to be able to build a team and hope, and hope that we can coach up the players that we have. Uh, Daniel Jones, to me, seems like a reach for any team in the top 20, even, maybe even the the first round. I think that's a a stretch for him. He's ideally set up to be a good quarterback in the NFL, good size, good arm, mobile, can't throw under pressure. Um, Played at a team at Duke that, you know, he probably wasn't highly recruited, and I just get worried when these types of players that all of a sudden, at the beginning of the year, there was no sense of uh, evaluation of them being a first-round talent. All of a sudden, leapfrogging everybody that's been been targeted that way um, the entire their entire college career. So Daniel Jones... I hope that he does not end up on the Giants. That's really what I'm coming to at the end. I do not want him there. I don't think he'd be a good pro. And the last time the Giants took a quarterback from Duke in
0: the draft, uh, I remember him sucking pretty badly. David Cutcliffe, alert. That's why I think he's so well regarded. And and yes, this is a weak quarterback draft, but David Cutcliffe's and his thoughts are revered.
1: Yeah, and and I get that. But this is just... And the NFL being so backwards, just because someone's had a struck goal doesn't mean that they're going to continue to do so. Yeah, he had Peyton Manning, and he had Eli Manning. And, and then who else? He's been coaching for years. Uh, who else has he produced that's been a good quarterback in the NFL? It's not like every guy has gone through him. So uh, i just worried that when, you know, beginning of the football season, Daniel Jones wasn't regarded as a first-round talent, and now all of a sudden he is. Let's not forget, he hasn't played football in four months. So what's changed since December to now that makes him a first-round pick? And his answer is nothing. Nothing's changed. His film is film, and most likely his tendencies are going to be his tendencies. So, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe in a year from now, two years from now, you can shove this back in my face. But he's got to go to the right situation and the right coaching staff to be able to produce at maybe the level that they expect him to produce. I don't think it's any of those teams in the top 10 that need a quarterback. I don't think it's the Giants. I don't think it's the Redskins. I don't think it's Cincinnati. And, you know, if I had to pick a team for him to go to, it's probably New England. I think that's where he'll be able to get the best type of coaching for his skill set. But in September, no one was talking about him as a top 10 pick. I don't know why we are now.
0: I'm with you on that. It does not seem like he should be as well regarded as, um, as, as he has been. Uh, so far, Danny Flecka, how uh, on a scale of one to ten, how pumped are you for tonight?
1: To zero. I don't think the Giants will do anything right, so um, <laughs> I think that that's where I stand with that. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see where some of these pieces fall. Um, you know, I was thinking about it today. You, you know, you, there are a couple of teams this year that need to absolutely get this draft at, right, and if they don't, they're they're stuck. And you know, those teams are Oakland and New York. And I'd say the Jets too, the Jets have to get it right because you just invested a ton of money in free agency. And you have a pick right now that's really valuable that a lot of teams could go after. And you gotta make sure you make the right decision there. And I think the Jets are in a similar situation than the Giants were last year. You know, top three pick, uh, do you take the guy that's on your board and the top player or do you trade back, get some more picks, build around someone, you know, and go from there. So I think the Jets, Giants, Raiders, you know, I'll even throw the Pats in there, even though they're the defending Super Bowl champion. They've had a lot of turnover on their roster. They have no wide receivers. They let go of some key players to their Super Bowl team. We've seen Bill Belichick do it before, but I think this is an important draft for them too because this could, this draft for them could either catapult them to another Super Bowl or potentially put them back a year or two, and obviously with Grady at the age that he is, you lose those pre- you lose
0: that precious time. So I think a couple of teams absolutely need to nail this draft. I am with you. Um, Danny Flecka, thank you for coming on Teeing Up with Jeremy Schilling, and enjoy the 2019 NFL Draft tonight on ABC, ESPN, ESPN Deportes, ESPN Radio, and the NFL Network.
1: Pretty much all of
0: Cable television. Uh, not Golf Channel. They'll be airing live coverage of a LPGA event in Los Angeles. That that should get the ratings up. There you go. Uh, no, the LPGA gets good ratings. You'd be surprised. Golf in primetime gets good numbers. Um, Danny, thank you uh, for coming on teeing it up. No
1: problem, man.
0: Have a good night. You got it.